0: It's Thierry Henry. He scored. He scored for Arsenal in the bottom. That's a shoving. Giroud played it in the middle. Ahead again. And Ramsey arriving, and Arsenal
1: are back in front. Scores in the FA Cup final again, just as he did in
0: twenty fourteen. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Arsenal Editor podcast. Uh, it is the day after the night before. Um, yeah, got myself to the game, very excited, which I'm sure we'll go into, and, and and obviously we managed to pull out a 2-2 draw against the mighty Eagles from the south of London, Um, which of course was all kind of exciting in the last 10 seconds, but also extremely depressing across the rest of the time. So um, as always, here's, here's joining with us, we've got Steve from the In The Clock End podcast. How are you doing, Steve?
1: Hello, mate. I'm all right. But all football aside,
0: I'm very mm. good. How are you? Yeah, no. All football aside, I'm actually fantastic. I had a how? How was your weekend? Did you did you manage to enjoy it? Sort of without Arsenal, so I suppose for, the, for for the whole weekend.
1: It left sort of a weird void, but also like a nice void in the sense that I wasn't in a mood. Um, yeah, it was fine, mate. I worked. I worked pretty much every the whole weekend, so it was a bit chaotic. But uh, no, all gravy, man. How's the how, how's the flat?
0: It's good. I'm looking at the Emirates now, and it's um, I'm 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 a bit sad about it. You know, I'm, I'm kind of obviously thinking about last night. Although it was good. I mean, the 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 atmosphere, I must say, at the beginning and actually towards the end and during it, I suppose, generally was was really quite positive. Um, I don't know how it came across on the TV, but I I'd, I'd gone. I'd had quite an Arsenal-based weekend, you see, because actually the day before, I don't know if you're aware, but Arsenal Vision podcast having a little meetup Elliot who's been on this podcast before and who runs that podcast excuse me um he was running an event I think they did a live podcast which I didn't actually manage to get to but I went for a few drinks afterwards and uh it was really cool like just you know speaking to a few people who do similar things to us and um you know people who I guess we've been listening to for a long time there was James from the ask cast there and um you know got to speak to a few people and uh it it was really nice, but I think one of the things that sort of left it just left a taste of sort of community um and, you know and that feeling of spirit and fact i don't know just having moved to north london and the fact that there a lot of people had come to travel to to that event um to see elliot and their gang and uh, just i guess just going for a drink and meeting people was just really nice and you had this sense of community so so going into the game yesterday and having tickets um it just kind of added to that sort of spirituality you get with football sometimes, right? I know. So yeah, I know uh, you mean. It, it was, it was building up to be a really, really nice, great day. And obviously we met my friend before the game, we went to the pub, but he uh, had a little wander down. Um, the tickets I had, funnily enough, it my friend is some corporate someone he knows through someone of someone. So we actually got free tickets, which is very, very nice. And uh, we got there and it, it was um, uh, gate, gate, a, Block one. So I thought that's not I've not had one of those before, but it was very funny. So we were quite close. We were right next to the tunnel, right behind the bench, um with Arteta and the gang. Oh um, wow. Yeah, so no, you it was with, good. The, you with the, the prawn sandwich brigade. I was I was the prawn sandwich brigade, mate. I was BIP. Did you get a badge? I didn't get a badge, but i g I'm gonna might get it tattooed on me though. You know, I might get a little uh thing saying, you know, prawn sandwich brigade somewhere along the lines, but maybe that'll get me a season ticket down the line. <laughs> maybe. You can hope, maybe, but there was so there was it was so much hope, right? I mean, the fans were. The, you, I don't know. It just felt like this was this was the the game that couldn't really fail. We had. Let me just turn my notifications off. You can probably hear me buzzing away there. Um, so, I mean, you, you know, we were at home. We are effectively on an unbeaten run. We pretty much had a full squad minus Shaka. Um, we we're at the Emirates. Uh, Palace had a couple of big players out, Eze and Zaha it just kind of felt like everything was playing into our hands and there was a big excitement um, you know so it was obviously quite disappointing I'm sure we'll get into how how it went in the end but um, yeah how how did it come across on the television and I suppose what what did you um, what did you think you know watching it on the telly in, in terms of like what was happening in the build up and perhaps like what the team looked like Um. I
1: mean, you know, in terms of the the side, it was it was what we expected. I don't think we can have any reservations about that. I think everyone was pretty happy. I'd say the one sort of concern was it was it was quite top heavy in terms of you know attacking attacking players. Defensively, we really only had no party in that midfield, um, and it you know it kind of proved to be you know a huge issue throughout the game. Um, but you know, I was confident, mate. I, honestly going into the game, I put a post upon. On, on the end of the clock and um, saying, like I, 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 I felt we'd win the game, and I was I was so confident, and I thought like, you know, that this week would be a, a real springboard you know, for mm. the season to beat Palace and, and Villa. Obviously, Villa still to come, um, but oh, it was it was terrible. <laughs> it was absolutely yeah. terrible, and I think I've like last night when I went to bed, I was fuming, like I was I was raging. And usually, I'm quite level headed. But last night, I was like, even my, my partner, she was like, you need to you, need to, you, need to, you need to chill out. <laughs> but I was so angry. Yeah. Not with necessarily the result, because nothing's a given in football. And, you know, I'm not one of these people who, who thinks Arsenal should win every game, because that's not the truth. But it's all about how you conduct yourselves, and it's all about the performance. And I thought we were just abysmal. yeah. Um, yeah. And we've been abysmal all season. You know, I, I put a post up and I said, yeah. you know, apart from 45 minutes against Tottenham, We've been atrocious this season, and we beat Norwich, and um, we were very bad. We were very average in that game. Uh, we beat Burnley, really poor again. Uh, who else did we beat? West Brom's reserves.
0: Yeah, that was um, was there one more team we beat fun. in the league? Um, what up until this moment?
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, we yeah, lost there'll be City,
1: Chelsea, Brentford. Uh, 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 we beat Norwich. God, you're making me. We beat me... No, I mean, Burnley. On, let's have a quick we look. drew with Brighton. I swear, there's one more. Um, but we beat, we beat Tottenham, obviously.
0: <laughs> there we go. Oh, did we not say Tottenham? Yeah. Oh, did we not no, say? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair. No. That was, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna get all the things up now. Yeah. We drew with High School. We beat FC Wimbledon, which was nice. I was at that game. We did beat Norwich. Um, remember that scrappy goal? Did we mention mm. that? I'm not sure. But yeah, yeah. No, it was Norwich, Tottenham,
1: mean. and Bur- and Burnley, and you know, as nice as it is to win a football game. They weren't the most convincing results. Well, performances. Um, it, it's hard because you don't know want, like, your emotions get in the way and it's easy to be very reactionary. And I think we do that a lot. as, as not as disaster fans as football fans. Mm. But I just can't see it getting any better with Mikhail Teta. There were some fantastic tweets last night just summing up, you know, the soulless, <laughs> robotic football team under us And we're never going to get any better. And I honestly, like, He's been the job 22 months now. December 2019, he joined the club. Um, if if you're happy to accept mid-table mediocrity, then he's your man. Um, you know, if you want to have two shots and goal every game, he's your man. You know, I, I don't understand how, how a side like Arsenal, so top-heavy you with know, attacking players, can literally create so little. You know, like when teams, like, knocking on the door in, in a game, yeah. and you set that goal. We don't even get up the garden path. Honestly. <laughs> we're not We're not there. Like... We, we we rely on moments of brilliance or luck to yeah. get those you know, those scrappy moments that you get in games to you know, nick a goal. I mean, our only plan B at the moment is is Lacazette. I don't, we don't even have a plan B. Uh, we don't have a plan A. We haven't got a plan yeah. A. But plan yeah. B, we bring Lacazette on, 30 year Lacazette, and try and nick a goal. Um, you know, it doesn't fill you with confidence. So you know, I think. It's very understandable, you know, as to why people think it's all sort of time for for a huge change. You know, I don't, mm. I, just, I just don't think Mikel is the right man. I'm, you know, hanging my hat on that now. I'm done. I've had
0: enough. Yeah, it, it's it's um it's very concerning. I did say, I said it after the Tottenham game, um, I said the exact words that you just said. I said that um, my biggest concern. I try not to make a song and a dance out of it. Um, but obviously we were on all the high. I was like, my worry was that. We only have a plan A, and it's a plan A that's quite easy to nullify if you know what you're doing. Mm. And, I, and I did think about it. happened with Arteta, I guess, at the beginning of the process, right, if you want to call it the process. He, he changed the team, so it was a bit defensive, played on the counter, three at the back, five at the back, whatever you want to call it. Um, we won the FA Cup out of it. Beginning of next season, we got found out very quickly. That was his plan A. He then shifted um, to get this four-two-three-one. 3 one Had a lot of joy in that January period bring Odegaard in and things like that. And typically did actually get a bit better, but that got found out again quite easily. And I feel like we're at that cycle now again. And It's just like, it just kind of feels, we're still trying to gauge where this Mikel Arteta team is sitting because we've got so many new players coming in. And I think the reason why it felt so deflating last night is because we're looking at this week. It feels like quite a nice little tidy unit. After the game, uh, after a relatively good run, Although Brighton was a little bit disappointing, we had that four-game block, three wins and a draw. We're on a four-game bounce. We're coming off the international break. We've got one player injured. We're at home. We've got two beatable teams, and obviously, we do not I'm not saying we we should be beating those teams. You know, league position says a lot in itself. Again, looking at Villa, <laughs> but um, but it kind of felt like right. These are two home games where we can just build that momentum, and it's really like this, these two games are going to let us know whether the Spurs game was the anomaly or it was the um the losses that were the anomaly do you know what i mean so it was like where, where are we in this kind of continuum of like ability which we see from one end to the other like are we and and i mean look we've got a draw there's some spirit and there is value in continuing that unbeaten run in some way but we do know how villa on Friday. And if, if if we win 3-0 on Villa against Villa on Friday, which I don't think we will, but if we come up with a convincing win, which stranger things have happened at home on a Friday now at the Emirates, like it's suddenly looking a little bit better. But I have to say, last night was the first time, and because of the significance of what I felt was the beginning of this little block, it, it, it was definitely the first time I um I, I really struggled to see how Arteta could bring this around like it there was so much wrong with it i mean what what did you sort of specifically sort of feel was the what what, what was happening really what do you what do you think um i mean we started well didn't
1: we like first 10 mm. minutes really lively really impressed but then as soon as that goal went in we sort of flicked a switch and, and you know we were completely dominated palace were, were, were far superior team um we just couldn't get out of a half you know, and even though like we talk about the second half even for, the, for large parts of the first half mm. I think Palace were lucky to to go in at half time uh, were unlucky to be behind I think they could have been ahead if if, um, I think if, if they'd had Zahar or they, they just sort of lacked that final ball didn't they you know in the final third um, and we got lucky a few times yeah you, and you sort of felt a half time that you know tell, might change it up he brought obviously Samuel de Conga on whether that was tactical or whether that was to do with, with the injury to, to Saka.
0: Yeah, I've got a feeling it was injury, that. I, think, yeah. I, I mean, it must be. Sorry, go on. I know, like,
1: there was, like, there was criticism. People saying, we should have brought Martin Ellie on, But, like, you know, I feel like, you know, he's damaged if he does, he's damned if he doesn't. Like, if he brings Martin Ellie on, you'll get people saying, well, we should be, you know, maybe showing up the midfield, bringing a more of a defensive player on. So I think he made the right choice there. Um, mm. And But it didn't really change the game at all. Like, we didn't stamp our authority. Um, you know, it, it was only a matter of time before Palace got the goal. Um, and you know, it felt very reminiscent of Brighton. You know, when when Lacazette came on in that game, we had like, like a ten minute spell, and it we sort mm-hmm. of burst into life. And that was the same last night. And it it just, yeah, I don't know. Like I said before, I just can't go over how um, it's it's almost boring to watch. Like I was, um my, my Steph, my partner, she was watching me last night, and she said, at "Half time, I'm going now." She's, I'm, I'm bored. <laughs> she said, I'm "I'm going to go and uh yeah, have a bath and light some candles, all right." See you then. Yeah. Like, like, I'm bored. This is like this is boring, and I was like, "Yeah, it's really boring to watch." Just we've lost that excitement, you know, and yeah, boring, boring Arsenal, aren't we? We're boring. It's 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 back, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, we were spoiled for years, but no, it, like I said before, mate, it it was very poor. Um, and a better team would have beaten us comfortably. Really yeah. would have. I, I thought Palace were very unlucky. The way they went from midfield. Um, the way they create chances and kind of you know put themselves on top of us um, for large parts of the game, I just couldn't get out. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it, I, it's a concern, isn't it? Especially as we're the home team.
0: It is, it is. I, I, I would. I think the emphasis is exaggerated because of our general situation, and I think the same could be said about Crystal Palace. I think their performance was overstated, uh, and ours was under, uh, in the sense that you know, like. Um not, not, sorry, I don't think ours was understated. I think ours was obviously woeful, but okay. uh, I, I think we were bad and then we let them be fine. Like I don't think they were that good. I don't think like i honestly, other than the two gifts we did give them, like just can you hear me you're right. I've got a have par- got, knock got a parcel. He- we'll, we'll edit this out. Yeah, two seconds. Keep, I'll be keep right Keep yourselves back. entertained, no worries. <laughs> Sorry, mate. No worries. It's um, Mrs. Birthday. Nice, very good. You're, you're you're a very good boyfriend. And I've uh, got a I should hope so. Oh, well, I hope she doesn't listen to the podcast. She's gonna find no, out. Very well,
1: you better. Well, I'm hoping you edit this bit out.
0: <laughs> okay, and through the magic Make of a editing, timestamps. Yeah, I certainly will. I've just written down 40 minutes. It's all good. Um, yes. Where were we? So I I, I do think that like we we let. Palace have the ball through no at no point did I think they were a threat like they they kind of had a few times where they got past somebody and they'll cross it back but no one really had the angle to really work a proper shot I think they worked Ramsdale a couple of times where it literally was actually picking up like it was a cross or well, there was one relatively good stop obviously until the end of the half and then the second half comes and I think we just we just gave the ball away twice in stupid places. Like party and laconga both just made terrible errors, and I think Ben White and Gabrielle, in both goals respectively, had some just woeful, woeful sort of positioning that just didn't help. And it just felt like last season. It really did. It felt like okay, we're doing all all right in that we've got an early goal. We're playing really boring football now, but we're soaking up the pressure and we're, nothing's really happening. But you think going into going into the second half, you think, OK, well, it's a good half. Now we'll see what we're we doing. Um, and again, two gifts. And, you know, we, we come back. I've got I've got a few um, three three word summaries from people from Twitter. If you want to hear them, I, I was scared, reading I these actually. They're quite funny. I was reading yeah, them on Instagram. Yes, yeah, so funny. Well, um, if you, feel free to pick up your phone and have a little look and see if there's anyone you'll read out. But Some Crazy Vibes approach. J says Arsenal Squid Game, which I think is very topical. Um, squid game. Backwards Process by Mustay. Patrick yeah. Vera Vary, in says Eugene Blakes, which is always an interesting conversation. Um, what else? Uh, Lacazette like Saves Us, The Emotional Roller Coaster. That wasn't yellow. Dramatic Own Mistakes. Yeah. Wow. I was reading that one.
1: Yeah. What? The mediocre process springs to mind. Mm.
0: Um, is God
1: mm. Mm.
0: should have lost.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's fair. I mean, look, I, I, I think Crystal Palace were as lucky as we were good. I, I, I think. I think looking back, draw seemed to to be a fair like reflection of the game. Sorry, they I, were as lucky as we were bad. I should say. Sorry. Yeah. I'm I, honestly. To,
1: yeah. Go on. I'm going to have to agree to disagree. I, I thought okay. they were far better i th- like watching them. Mm. it might have been different in the, in the ground mm. um i thought they were they were far dominant every time they went forward they looked dangerous we couldn't really handle their midfield we were overrun and a better team would have probably you know ran away four, three four one um i really yeah. thought we were that bad maybe i'm overreacting that's just how it came across i thought we were so sterile last night
0: well that that, that was the thing and i think that's the biggest issue I'm seeing with Mikel Arteta at the moment, and we've seen this the last couple of games, is that, okay, it's not completely out of the ordinary to think, okay, you go 1-0 up at the beginning of the half, suck the um, kind of energy out of the game and just, you know, soak up the pressure and then bounce on the counter-attack and try and get up the field that way. But what... (laughs) What you do see teams do there is then they have like a really high energy trying to get the ball back at least so they can counter attack so they soak, soak up the energy pounce on the mistake but there wasn't any of that that was it was almost off the ball we were worse than on the ball because whilst we were struggling when it was one one because everybody was static there was no movement you could see it in the ground no movement at all it was this it was the first half and well sorry the rest of it there was just no cohesive pressing there was no high energy from this as a team you know there was no Impetus to really try and get the ball back, and that's the thing that worries me the most. Um, so,
1: it was like the game was yeah. already won. Um, um, you, you see a lot with like Jose Mourinho sides get that early goal and then you know flick the switch, mm. remember beyond the ball. Yeah, it was it was it was a weird one. I think re- real concern for me was that just those attacking players. Odegaard was absent. I thought Pepe. I really don't like Pepe. I'm going to say it. I thought he was a terrible last night. I know he led to yeah. the goal, um, but he has no presence on that right wing. He has no end product. Why are we sacrificing our best right winger in in Saka and putting uh, Pepe on, on the right? He's not he's not good enough on the right. He's better, like Pepe on the left. That's a different conversation. Stop yeah. playing him on the right. He's not good on the right. Um, also, Part A, poor, really poor game for him last night again. It was um, awful. It was genuinely yeah, really awesome. awful. Yeah. And he just keeps shooting. Stop shooting! Like they're not even infuriating. getting infuriating. It really literally, is literally. And and I thought Ben White as well raised a lot of red flags. I think he was for the second goal. I don't know if you see if you watch it back when 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 hunger um, loses the ball. There's an area of space in front of Ben White. If he moves into that, that's that's your pass. Yeah, he, he pulls back, so he's not an option, and that's when. Uh, Lacombe loses the ball. So little things like that, whether it's to do with the way Arteta manages them, he says, you need to stay in these positions and you don't commit to this. I don't know, but it, it doesn't feel, we don't feel um, very it's fluid, the right word, like the way you, it was almost like whenever we got into that final third, the balls wouldn't stick to our feet. Yeah, like We were trying these little flicks and Gomes is getting the ball down and yeah, it was just, it just felt very much like hitting hope all night um and you know we got the scrappy goal and I didn't celebrate it I don't know if you celebrated I was just I was just like I'm done maybe that's a bit <laughs> negative maybe maybe I am being a bit negative I'm th- thinking I'm a bit <laughs> annoyed because I had this I had this like sober moment last night where I thought like is this is this what it is now for Arsenal is this the future these sort of games week in week out with the occasional blip where you know the likes of Saka and Emerson's row kind of put a shift in because you know as good as these guys are they're all young and inexperienced. and we mm. talked about this on here before and we're not going to get you know big performances of the week and that's nothing against them that's not me being critical that's me being honest because they are young and that's what you get at that age you know um so this is where we we we, we miss the experienced leaders we just haven't got enough of them and, and the players we do have the Bamiangs um the Lacazettes they're all aging and they're all inconsistent as
0: hell yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. I think the experience we do have isn't quite um, maybe the leading presence we need them to be. I thought I thought Bamian was actually pretty energetic and pretty good last night. Um, I thought again, Lacazette was good, but we, we're not getting that every week. We can't play them in their best position. Um, I yeah, I I, I celebrate the goal. Yeah, absolutely. I I'd, I'd struggle not to, particularly when you're in the ground. I think it's like there is an energy and there's a probably a will to. Um, want the team to get something out of it you know and I do, I do yeah. kind of I, I've seen a lot of people say oh you can't celebrate if it's just a 2-2 draw at Palace it's like yeah but you know there there's an immediacy about the reaction right you know that this means ultimately you're still drawing to Palace but you also that means you get an extra point and mm. in the media of a last minute goal it's 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 fun if you can't get excited over a goal like what what, what can you get excited over you know it's um and, yeah, uh, I, see, we, I see what you're saying, mate. I, I just think... I know what you mean. Palace. It's
1: Palace. Um, it, feel, it felt like a loss to me. It felt like a loss. We we have have to, to, it if really we want did. to get back to where we need to be, we have to be winning these games at home.
0: I felt like a lot of the players felt out of position. And I actually think they were. I mean, Odegaard played in the Xhaka role. Um, Partey didn't have his Xhaka next to him to sort himself out and be the player that we know he can be. Um, I think Tierney, for some reason, looked like he was you know now that we've got Tomiyasu he's he's got that license to go forward and bomb forward he didn't take anyone on during the game not once he, he didn't he, every time he got into a good position he passed it back um so it's kind of like well, what, what are we trying to do here what what is the system um so i don't know i don't know but um but look i mean uh, let's some let's end on a bit of a positive before we uh take some questions or do our man of the match and dick of the day of course um let's do some positives i thought Racker's like that came on completely changed the game. Um I must say like I think Martinelli was electric when he came on as well. What what did you think about that? Did that come across very well on, on the telly? Martinelli um
1: not so much but there definitely mm. you know like like I touched on before it, it was the same with Brian he just he just brings us in um he is our get out of jail free card and last night he literally he literally was um it's interesting isn't it how that, that, that dynamic really kind of changes uh, the way we play. Because before then, we, you know, we, we couldn't string a pass together. Um, you know, anywhere near their goal. It felt, it felt a little bit like, oh, so we can actually, we, we have, we have remembered how to, to get down the end of the field guys. When, yep. when Lacazette came on. But, you know, without, I, I don't I know, I've, I've criticised them enough, but yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, go really for it. To oh I'm mate, I understand. am too positive, mate. <laughs> yeah, Lacazette was, did really well, but we, we can't, well, we're relying on that. The last season, we solely relied on like to turn again on the left, and when that doesn't work, yeah, we run on Lacazette. Um, but no, it, it definitely changes the game, and I think he's earned a, a start on Friday. I would definitely start Lacazette 100%. I'd also give Martinelli a run out, um, put on the left, get get set. if Saka can if Saka. I don't know, I don't know what's going to with Saka. He's, um, took a whack,
0: a real whack to the left. yeah. that. I, wish, I mean, that was the definite red, right? I, I just don't well, know how that it's I, crazy. I was like, it's crazy. If that's not clear and obvious, I don't know what is. And you just know, if that was Granit Xhaka or David Louise last season, oh,
1: yeah.
0: Like you just yeah. know there's no chance in hell that would be anything other than a red card and a three-match ban.
1: How, how, how was that? Like, VAR was literally designed for this sort of thing. Mm. But even, like, the referee was very close to it. He's literally gone out <laughs> it's,
0: I can't believe it. it's literally, he had a yellow card for that. Yeah. Um, I know, right? It's mental. Like it's it's, it's 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 not even worth talking about. It's just it's so crazy. Yeah. But again, like I think it's it kind of feels like last season in the sense that yes, there was a red card or a VAR decision that didn't go our way and yes, like it was just a really tight game, but ultimately if you leave the game to be that close, you end up talking about these things. Um mm. because it's the fine margins that we end up losing football games on. It's very frustrating and I mean, look, I'm I'm looking at the stats, right, and we actually look, we had 17 shots to their nine. We had six shots on target. We had 54% possession fine, like whatever. And I think that flattered us in the end because we ended up having quite a flurry in the last 10-15 when Lacazette came on. Um but it just kind of felt like, well, surely we can do this then. But I mean, again, they sort of let us have that as well because they sort of put just two banks of five players. They didn't even have anyone on the top at the end. They were just literally holding on for their life. But, you know, Lacazette was great. Martinelli was electric when he came on. He was just making things happen, making things happen. And you could really feel a frustration in the crowd that nobody was supporting him. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it was just our own downfall. And it's stale and I'm a bit nervous for, for Friday, really. So, um, yeah,
1: we've, we've got some bigger tests ahead as well. We've got Leicester around the corner. Um, and then hmm. we've got Liverpool away. I'm. So, I'm. I'm an idiot. I've got tickets to go to Anfield. It's going to be have an you? absolute. It's going to be an absolute cricket score up there. God. Well,
0: the, it's going to be a slaughter. Hope, in
1: you can hope only hope. Got,
0: well, the only hope we've got is that he's learned something from the other two games that we lost heavily, and and from this is that we just need to shut up shop and just play on the counter. Um. The only stranger way. things have happened. Mm. So, um. One more thing, I was gonna say, a word on Ramsdale. I think it's worth saying. Um, anything to comment on him? Pretty
1: solid, wasn't he? Made some great
0: saves. Hmm. Some people we were criticizing him for the second goal. No, I think so he was sure. I on I, I
1: don't think I don't know what, what he's meant to do. Um, no. I think the, the defender's got to close him down.
0: I think it's all Ben White.
1: I think that was a worth yeah, mistake. No, I think
0: like- Ben White in general had a really good game, I must say. I think. Intercepting and all that sort of stuff, and but you actually as a defender, yeah, it it seemed again like he 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 seemed to have the better of um, hmm. the attackers quite a lot. He managed to nip in front of them a lot. He managed to be very intelligent with the way he defended. Um, apart from the second goal, and it, guess what? As a defender, you don't have. You have to have a perfect game to be good. You you can't have a mistake, um, otherwise it counts as a goal. So, I don't think you could end up saying he had a good game. But I thought, other than that, he did. Um, but I really, oh, really, yeah, in the ground it is. It is. I'd have to watch to at it home. back. I'd have to watch it back. But I, I do think that uh, um, it, it, he just. I don't know why he didn't close down that that ball at mm. the end. It, he literally just let the attacker then just go and whack it wherever he wanted infuriating infuriating but I thought Ramsdale was great he took two throw-ins mm. in the end which I thought was hilarious and um <laughs> he, he was the most urgent person on the pitch yeah crazy goalkeeper <laughs> he's in the um, wrong position he is he is he loves I do love Aaron Ramsdale all righty we'll go on let's um let's move on and let's uh take some questions let me just go to the Instagram now I actually didn't put two I didn't put this story up too long ago so we don't have that many questions we've got a good number um well, Miguel Virgil fourteen says, "What time is it?" Greetings from Peru. Um, well, by this time tomorrow that you'll be listening to it, who knows what time it will be? So, um, okay, all right, let's 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 dive in. What, what, what are your thoughts on Pepe? And this is by Offwoods and a woman.
1: Um, I think we play him because of his price tag. I think that's hanging over us. Because I'm, if you look at the stats, okay. Um, yeah, In terms of goals and, and assists, you could argue that, you know, he's not as incapable as we talk about, mm. you know, if you compare his numbers to second Emerson's row, you know, he's, he's better in, in, in that sense, but I don't like what I see from him. I just, I just feel like he's very weak. And mm. I don't know, would you, do you think like that he's just, I mean, obviously he prefers to play on the right. I, I, I get that. Maybe that's an understanding with him, the boss, that he doesn't want to be playing on the left-hand side. Yeah. Because he's he's just so much better on the left-hand side. It just blows my mind that we keep playing him on the right at where he's so predictable and he just has such little impact to finding games. That, you know, that, that's my opinion. Maybe I'm being a bit like reactionary as I have been for the whole
0: of today's yeah. podcast. <laughs> no, mate, I understand. I understand. It's, it's, it's just like infuriating, isn't it? I think he what do I think of Nicola Pepe? He's such an enigma. He's such just a weird footballer. He doesn't fit into any system. He doesn't, he's just his own guy. I think it's just give him the ball and let's see if Nicola Pepe can do what Nicola Pepe can do from time to time. And, you know, he nearly did at the beginning of the game, produced a goal. You know, really, he was very much part of that. So he rolled the dice. But he rolled the dice, exactly. <laughs> and he, otherwise, he was wasteful. He lost the ball. He didn't really, I don't know. He just, he you was know, what, I've got a stat here actually. I, I
1: screenshotted in preparation for the podcast uh, some good stats. Did I find it?
0: Two seconds. Um, okay. Well, I'll, as you as you look for that, I'll just sort of conclude. I, I think I'd like to be in a situation where we could move on from Nicola Pepe. Um, hmm. What that looks like, I don't quite know um, because I'd like a backup option for Saka on the right, and I think that would actually just open up quite a lot. But I, I think there's a place for him. I think it's difficult to to justify given his price tag to play him in position I'm sort of about to pose but really I think him he's best coming off the bench when we need something electric and we just need something that's a bit of chaos he adds a bit of chaos factor I think that's what he can add what he can do from a starting position I think he's just hot and cold and I think he can do something it's 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 infuriating last week when he came on and I was calling this week it would be quite nice for him to start I'd like to see that four three. I think you know be lying I think if most players most people didn't really like the lineup in the beginning of the game. I think most people really did. Um, only with hindsight, we realised maybe it was that one attacker too many. A bit yeah. of the touch of the Gareth Southgate against Hungary sort of thing last week. You know, it just like okay, given giving us what the fans want, but is there a structure in place to defend enough and build a platform to attack? So, what do you it, think? it felt
1: like it felt like a lot of players were sort of out of position as well. Like Odegaard oh, just didn't
0: look, just didn't
1: look. Like you see him thinking, "What are you doing over there? Like you're mm. you're number ten, mm. you know, get." It just felt like it just felt wrong, didn't it? Um, the, what I was going to say about Nicklaus Pepe was some stats in the game. It was 22 possession lost, three out of 15 jewels won and wow. one out of six take-ons. I'm guessing that's successful. Mm. Yeah, that's not good, is it? No. Um, I, I honestly think we need to move on from, from Pepe in terms of just um, counting our losses and moving mm. him on. I don't
0: think he's ever going to work out. It's three years now. Yeah, um, I, I think so. I think so. But I am happy for him to still come off the bench from time to time. Um I that you always end on a positive note. You're such a yeah, nice guy. Well, you say you say that, but I just I think my fear has come from the fact that we spent this money on him and the club will see him as a starter. If he had come through the ranks and we'd had this sort of maverick style footballer that can just come on and make things happen, which he can do. And there are days where we do like Nicola Pepe, but it's the hot and cold thing that does my head in. So um you Know, I, I think long term I want to move on from him, but am I unhappy he's in the squad? No, I'm, I'm, you know, so he's not in my first 11, put it that way. Um, I forgot to do man of the match and dick of the day. So, we, should we do that quickly? Who was your man of the match?
1: Oh. Only one for me, Ramsdale.
0: Okay, great right yourself. I've uh, gone for Lacazette, I thought he's he a complete game changer. Um or Martinelli Martinelli did come across really well but I think I'm just going to edge it to, La- to Lacazette um, obviously Ramsdale was great again um, but yeah I think you know if you come on and you change the game like that you score the equaliser create a couple of chances nearly scored a one-on-one um, which actually really should have buried but really he just made things happen and that was something mm. that we didn't really have on the pitch beforehand so I thought he was really good and connected really well with everyone yeah
1: no to be fair I thought you'd go Lacazette so I thought we'll, we'll go okay
0: There. <laughs> Oh, I, like <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay, all right, gone. I mean, there's a few dick of the days we can do here, mate. What What are you thinking?
1: Um, wow, well, there are a few. I'm going to go with Sky Sports or my dick of the day, Gary Neville okay. and Jamie Ooh, Carragher.
0: Okay. What have they say? So
1: you wouldn't have seen it because you were obviously at the game. Um, so during the the the, the Sky, Sky Sky Sports 1 main event, started at 7 o'clock, for a good 45 minutes, they talked about Man United, Leicester. I did hear about this. In the Arsenal-Crystal Palace pre-match. And it was about, it honestly got to about quarter to eight before they even touched upon, it was just all Man United, Leicester. I was like, right, well, this is fantastic. What? So that for that reason, also the fact that the, if you've um, you looked at the December fixture list that Sky has just released, yeah. We've been absolutely shafted. So Sky Sports, you are my dick of the day.
0: Oh, what? But, but, well, I haven't seen it. What have they done? They just literally bounced us off anything. We've we got... On.
1: I can tell you, actually.
0: We've got... I mean, we've got Man United away on a Thursday,
1: which is lovely. Yeah. Um, Amazon Prime. We've got Everton away on a Monday. West Ham home on a Wednesday. Leeds away on a Saturday 5.30. Wolves at home 12.30 on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, January the first, City at home, 20-30. So that'd
0: be a nice uh, way to start twenty twenty two. Yeah, Man City. <laughs> Oh my days! Yeah, well, this is why we need to reap. Uh, you know, so what we can now because it's uh, it's uh, it's supposedly a good run. You know, and we are technically unbeaten, but it's not looking great, is it? Okay, well. Um, I love the positives, mate. You keep it oh, coming. I'm trying, mate. I'm trying, but as you can hear, I'm probably. I'm very tired, actually, mate. Maybe I'm just trying to jump myself into into some uh, some kind of positivity in some way. But no, um, sorry, all right my dick of the day. Well, it was, hard, it was hard not to give it to VAR. I mean, it's it's really hard not to. But I was trying to stop myself giving it to any player hmm. or any uh, or any refereeing decision because I'm, I'm quite bored of it now. But um I because it's a rare occasion that I get to go to the game, I was, I'll do something from that was there. But it's something I picked up from the the um, the Arsenal technical area. So this goes in hand in hand with how much I hate our short corners and our set pieces this season. Um, but I, it was something really funny. So, you know, Arteta sits on the edge of his technical box and just, like, dictates everything. Um, screams, for, screams for 90 minutes. Right. So this is something, when it comes to corners... He goes and sits down, and the set piece coach gets up and goes to the edge of the technical <laughs> area. Like, goes right, go on, your turn, mate. I have never seen it on TV, and I was laughing so much; it was ridiculous. He get up, and then once it happened, he then go sit down again. He wouldn't shout anything. He wouldn't, like a tag team. Like, <laughs> yeah, like a tag team, and then was Michael Arteta would get up again, or sometimes they would go together. It was oh, I was just that was hilarious. Fantastic. The relay, it, it really was passing the baton. <laughs> yeah, it was like, come on, right, your turn. I don't know his name, but come on, Gary um so that was that was my dick of the day i like um, it
1: have you seen how many coaches there are when they're out when they're out warming up
0: it's honestly ridiculous honestly yeah i think i should be one i think just we go and you know pitch our services i could bring some vintage shirts to the um the table i listened to your podcast the other day about the vintage shirts it was really good i was i forgot to say actually at the beginning of this and i um uh, I, I I kept myself thinking about what what, what I would do, and I've got uh, quite a number of favourites. But if anyone is listening and wants to head across the in the clock podcast, and make sure you to start. It's very fun. Um, uh, so and bring uh, bring your uh, vintage shirts. What do you think of the it's new gonna, shirt, it's, by any
1: chance? it's gonna be a, oh, it's gonna be a part two. Is it part two?
0: I mean, you're joining us. Oh, I didn't know had that the that was conversation this the other day. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> there we go. You forgot. Already. I'm in.
1: Um, my yeah. favourite shirt. Yeah, probably this one.
0: Nice. It is. Oh,
1: you said the new shirt
0: or my favorite shirt. Sorry. Well, let's do both. What do you think of the new shirt?
1: Yeah, they, yeah, I really like
0: the new shirt. It's very
1: 99 vibes, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I I think we'll look back and think that was a hell of a shirt. Just it would be a real shame that we'll end up probably 10th this season. Um, Okay. So, fine. Finley uh, Bernie says thoughts on Vieira wanting to become Arsenal's gaffer, which I'm not sure he said. Um, although I'm sure, has he said that? I mean, I'm sure he does. I've but never heard him say that, has he? No, I, I don't think so, but but I'm sure he does. So in theory, how would you feel about him becoming our manager?
1: I just want an experienced manager, mate. I don't want any newbies. I want someone who's been around for like five, six, seven years, uh, learnt their trade.
0: Steve Bruce. <laughs>
1: no <laughs> steve bruce is at the end i feel like he's he's in that bracket of managers like with Mourinho's.
0: and oh, i'd Sorry, say, did you say I, steve steve bruce is in the bracket of Mourinho. let me write that like down. in terms of like I'm, coming
1: towards the end of i know their, what you
0: mean you know
1: powers because yeah more, uh, steve bruce hasn't always been you know uh, when he was at birmingham he they were fairly successful yeah um Oh yeah, I just want an experienced manager mate. I just want someone who knows what they're doing, he can come in and we can get an instant bounce. Um and you know, even if it was someone who comes in for like one or like two years, you know, yeah. financial there's someone who can sort of, sort of um you know, set what's the, what's the phrase? settle the ship, no Steady the ship. Steady the ship. Well, that steady the ship. Get get some results, get us perform, get us playing because that's what it comes down to, which is playing. Our style of football is, is dreadful at the moment. Um, so, no, I wouldn't want a Vieira, maybe, maybe in four, four, four five years' time.
0: Yeah, I'd like but to see him do a couple for... of years of success, because he wasn't that good at Lille, I think he'd come from. I, I actually don't think he was that successful there. I think he was let go, was he? Mm. I can't remember, but I, I don't remember being particularly successful. Um was he coaching at Man City as well? Yeah, he was coaching at Man City. He was, yeah. And you know, it's hard to attribute much success or really understand how much value he, he did there. So um uh, yeah, I'd like uh, look, would I want a legend to eventually become the the um the manager of the football club? Yes. Would I want Thierry and Vieira, uh, you know, to have great tenures at the club? Yes. But would I want any of them now, given on what I know about their managerial experience? Absolutely not. Um you know, it's a bit of a pipe dream, but it's just not something I think that would be good right now. And hey, look, if he has two, two and a half years, three years at Palace that are really successful, he gets them in the top ten regularly. Well, hell, he will be better doing better than what we are now. So let's get him in. <laughs> does it does it worry you that it might taint their reputation? Um,
1: or, you or like I didn't solve Man United, there's a lot of people who don't think he's good enough. Um a lot of people, because of what he did for United, obviously, you know, a legend, you know, at the club, mm. you sort of can look past, you know, what he's actually doing. And the same with Arteta in many senses. It I don't is, think Arteta yeah. is an Arsenal legend at all um, by, by any means. But because he's an ex-Arsenal man, maybe mm. we are a lot more, um under, um what's the term? A lot more patient. Yeah, I what you mean yeah, Yeah, we yeah are... understanding we're a lot more patient. Whereas, you know, if it was someone else, you know, you know, Emery, he was pounded out and, Double stands, mm. isn't it? So I, I don't know. It's, it's always it's a delicate one when you bring in former people like it to the club. I think it's you are sort of potentially asking for trouble.
0: Yeah, I I agree. As nice um, as it I, seems, I, I, you know,
1: on paper, you know, the idea is great, but in reality, is it really yeah. what you want?
0: I don't think Henri would be a good manager. I must say, I'd like to. I'd like to see them in like supporting roles. Mm, yeah and assistant managers would be that's great that's what you want steve Bold, Like steve um, Bowl, yeah no, arteta steve, at city right. you know he was very good with man city when he's got someone else maybe that maybe he's a good assistant manager or a head coach arteta but he needs a team manager i don't know um let's do another question uh do you think so this is Egan Howe? so this is do you think there is a mentality issue we seem to stop attacking when we are leading even before arteta I I I personally think it's it's. I think it's a structural and a, and a coaching issue. Um, mm. I I think the whole mentality myth or, or, or no, I mean I'm not sure it was a myth. It was probably reality over the last few years of. I don't know, like yeah, maybe being a bit soft mentally and things. I, I do think that's kind of going. I think one thing Arteta we can say is has tried to instill a pretty pretty strong work ethic and a good mentality in some way and. There does seem to be a culture shift at the club. Um, I think they are, however, strangled by what they're overcoached to do, maybe. Mm. Um, syst- systematically, um, the complications of what they may need to do or may not need to do for pressing. Um, and game management, I think it all seems incredibly conducted from one person, and that's Arteta. Um, but I don't know, I, I, I'd, I'd be happy to... Leave to be proved wrong there. I don't, I don't, it's, it's really hard to gauge, you know, match by match. What do you, what do you think?
1: It is difficult. Unless you, you know, you sat, you know, you know, in in the dressing room at halftime, listening to what they're talking about. You're never really going to know. Well, actually, we all know. We've got the Amazon, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, we've got that. So we will know. It's going to be horrible. Um, I, I don't, yeah, it will be horrible. I don't know, mate. I, honestly, like, it just, there's something missing in this team. Mm. Um and we yeah it just yeah I I don't know to be no. honest I'm, I'm I'm not sure the, the, we're missing something we're just falling short aren't we yeah in every sort of sense of the word and we're not we just seem to go backwards at the moment yeah this is this, it's is, a, this is a phenomenal podcast for this it's just it's just very sad, bleak. I'm not going to be invited on again. You're like, don't invite Steve.
0: <laughs> Neil, Sorry. Um, I'm feeling particularly miserable. Well, don't, don't worry. Deflated I mean, Tuesday. I uh, just, let's have a look at, uh, what's a slightly more fun question. Okay. So surely Shereas says, what weird fetish does Arteta or the set piece coach have with short corners? Um, what kind of weird fetish? I mean, it has to be some kind of short cornery kind of weird. I don't know. I, I don't really know how to formulate an answer to this, to be honest, but right. I would say that maybe that is their fetish. I think you kind of said it in the question. Yeah. Mm. It's a weird one. Because um... I think it's true. Maybe that's maybe that's the backstory of what's happening at Arsenal at the moment. Maybe Arteta and his, his uh, set Pete's coach are... Huh? Maybe having a secret affair full of these weird short imagine? corner fetishes. I could imagine han- it, mate, to be honest. something
1: doesn't feel that
0: weird. He is a very handsome man, I must say. he's bloody handsome. He's got we, a we damn might good hairline. Best manager.
1: Yeah, we might have the best manager, but we've got the best looking manager.
0: We do, uh, we do. And
1: also, Pepper does that weird step thing, doesn't he, when he goes to take the corner? Does that yeah. weird
0: drop? Yeah, he does a little, what? does the Harry Kane before a penalty sort of thing. I don't yeah, know.
1: Yeah. And then, it, it, then the ball comes in and it doesn't, meet the, it doesn't beat the first man. Hmm. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank, oh, thanks, God. Nick. Um, oh, no. Classic, eh? Um, mm. Well, look, look, let's try and leave on, uh, on a positive. Let's say we've got the most handsome manager in the Premier League, maybe even in Europe. Um, and I think yeah. they, that's a nice way to conclude it. And look, Steve, I am very excited about seeing you at the pub on Friday. And I'm yeah, glad man. that we're finally going to get to a game and going to go and have a couple of pints together. Um, Absolutely. And uh, and we'll we'll do a podcast next week after we've seen that game and we can maybe give it an extra weekend as we've got the time uh, from the Friday to actually sort of absorb it and maybe conclude our thoughts a little bit better than 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 maybe we were today. So apologies yeah. to listeners for maybe myself, maybe not being as sprightly or as, as positive as I was, but I was damn hoping we'd come away from the three points and it didn't look like we did. So, gutted. Alrighty. Um, Steve, thanks for coming on, mate. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. I'll see you Friday. Thanks all for listening. See you Friday, and mate. We'll see you next week. Cheers all.